If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. Flash and dash. Ooh, that was quite tuneful. Well, we did very well then. If you hear any other weird noises, it's all the tradesmen in my life now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had to see that thing, wait, you know, when you're like annoyed with a job they've done and you have to get them back around, and you're like, I'm. I'm really annoyed, but would you like a drink? <laughs> yeah, and try and be nice enough that they're not going to do a spite poo in your bathroom. <laughs> spite poo I can handle is spite shoddy workmanship. That I'm spite poo at. you can handle if they'd done the plumbing room right the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys, patrons who we love and think are fabulous, you voted for those ears, though. I think they just wanted to see a good set of ears, like... We will post a picture of the ears and really they are spectacular. Maybe it's because it's timed with the release of the new Dumbo film. People are getting <laughs> excited about ears generally. They thought we were going to do a slash and dash on the true crime of keeping elephants. Is Dumbo based on a true story? No. Well, no, obviously one that didn't fly, but maybe it was just about I mean, a, circus a had really elephants. special baby elephant. I accidentally went to a circus that had tigers and I found it really upsetting in Paris awkward and i was like mm, yeah this is not good i just thought sick i thought all circuses were okay now apparently not nope um so this is the story of giorgio visadelli who is an italian serial killer i think it might be our first italian story possibly hola it's not hola is it no ciao buongiorno buongiorno um so he was born in 1922 in sarzana which is a town in the northwest of italy and his father was like a tax officer. But it seems a lot of the places where people could work, they had what they called the director. So he was like the director of whatever it was, the taxes. Oh, the guardian. They had the guardian and the director, which I don't understand, but they come up a few th- times. Oh, that's one person, the guardian. Yeah. Of the company. Yeah. So his um, dad was like very strict um, and his school was very strict. So he had kind of a, a lot of rules as a child. Um, but he was kind of lazy. So he was always getting... I think he wasn't in trouble for being bad. He was just in trouble for not bothering as much as he could have bothered. That was really interesting on the Teacher Misery Instagram. Which oh, okay. And you look at that someone was putting about someone posted something about lazy kids and then for the first time i saw quite a heated debate in the comments like normally everyone's like kids are shit (laughs) but then there was really like angry messages back and forth about whether or not children were lazy or whether it's the teacher's fault because their lessons were boring oh 
and loads of teachers were, were like very much like there's no such thing as a lazy child it's our fault to we have to engage them we have to do this mm. there is no reason why they shouldn't be engaged in the lesson if we're doing a good job and then other people like what if they're homeless though oh <laughs> sometimes i'm sorry but sometimes like learning can be a bit boring like you'd rather be watching like glow up on bbc which is my new sometimes favorite sometimes you can be lazy like i've got some kids who just know exactly what to do to meet the minimum requirement yeah, exactly. and it's not that they're not working in lesson or they're pissing around it's just that they won't do more than they yeah. absolutely have to that's laziness yeah 100 percent. i've got loads of that but then I've got loads who will just go above and beyond and are fantastic. Anyway, this guy was lazy. Yeah, so this <laughs> guy was lazy. Giving him a full parents' evening, right? Yeah, yeah. Our review is, he could be, he could be doing more. Yeah, <laughs> review is, to achieve his potential, he'll need to start pushing himself in lesson time. If he wants to get his target, great. Um, so, um, he was generally, yeah, he was generally considered okay. Like, he was just lazy. Um, so when he was a child, he experienced a strong earthquake as well. Um, and that kind of, like, made him a bit more nervous and a bit more It made scared. it sound like it was very singular. Like, it was just him. He experienced <laughs> yeah. a strong earthquake. Not there was an earthquake where he lived. Just. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more follow-up to that. But I guess it was a notable experience from his childhood. Okay. Um, so uh, he didn't, yeah, he didn't like that. So he had... He had um, two hobbies as a young man. I guess this was like sort of 13, teenage-ish, 12, 13. Um, one was, um, was gun shooting. And yeah, there was racism. The other one was wanking. Oh, no, I was say was... olden days Italy. Like <laughs> It was going to be a shot at one of a It few. wasn't really wanking. It was gun shooting and making homemade alcohol. Which okay. I guess would make him kind of popular. Yeah. <laughs> like I got guns and booze. Brilliant. Um, so not so lazy at home. That's quite a lot of effort. Very industrious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and he also enjoyed reading books about the American gangster Al Capone. I mean, he's reading. He's got interests. I've changed my mind completely. Maybe it was the teacher's fault. Maybe it was. they should have done a whole curriculum around moonshine and yeah, your chemistry is yeah illegal substances. Um, so at age fourteen, George starts committing some murders. So he takes his gun into school. And he kills the guardian of the college. Just shoot, flat out shoots him. Oh dear. I don't know what. I think that's like assistant head. I'm, I'm no longer it, enjoying it now. He's I'm a school shooter, yeah. basically. And then he goes into the college director's office and shoots. Uh, who offers him money and thinks, oh, well, this is down to money. You know, take this money. Um, but Giorgio also still shoots him. So I guess he's like the head teacher. So he's killed the head teacher and assistant head. And then he shoots a friar on the way out because I think he works at the school, but he also recognises him. Like the chaplain or something. Yeah. So then he's killed three members of staff. He just goes home, pretends nothing happened, like completely behaves normally. I mean, I guess he's like into guns, but... I mean, it's quite a good strategy, I'll be honest. Uh, later, when he's talked about these crimes, he said he killed the director. It was all about the director. He wasn't really bothered about the other two. It was just to get in there. So he didn't kill any students or didn't anything kill any like students. that? Um, but he said he killed the director because um, the director... Had they called him lazy? Well, he'd slapped him for burning some maps. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, he shouldn't have been burning maps, really. Like. There's so much to that story. <laughs> so like, Why those maps? Was it just that he wanted something to burn? Or was he trying to, like, burn... I don't know specific countries or and then he just slapped him around the face yeah. so he his revenge was to shoot him in the face which is not proportionate no. um 
So Giorgio went home after the murders. He behaved like nothing happened. There were no witnesses because he'd killed all the ones that had seen him enter. Obviously, there's no CCTV. This is like 1930s. Um, so no one suspects him. And the police believe that it's probably down to political agenda because these people, although they worked in a school, obviously um, involved in politics in the local area. He wants the right to burn maps. <laughs> yeah. So they arrest someone else, but he's got an alibi, so he's released. So then people start thinking, well, the director had quite a lot of affairs. Um, so he's cheating on his wife quite a lot. So they thought maybe it was one of the women's husbands who'd found out that he'd been sleeping with their wife. Um, so they're, they're just looking in other places. So Infidelity is like the head teacher's disease, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's just so much. I guess like in your own little world, though, you're sort of like the king. And yeah, everyone's like, in charge oh. of so many women. But then, like, in the street, you'd be like, this guy's distinctly average. <laughs> you would. Um, so, then, one of Giorgio's friends, who is a barber, irrelevant, um, he he says to Giorgio, oh, you you were probably the school shooter. And Giorgio sort of pulls a face and he's like, ah, it was you. So he works it out. He apparently, just, like, pulls an awkward face. Like, yeah. I can tell when you're lying, Giorgio. Apparently. He starts tickling him in a weird barbershop <laughs> homoerotic wrestle. Yeah. So then he blackmails Giorgio. Oh, nice. Um, for the money that the director... Everyone is so ballsy in yeah. 1930s Italy. I think it's probably the fascism, isn't it? Yeah. So that helps. <laughs> so then he blackmails him uh, for the money that the director had offered him, which obviously he'd taken as well as a bit of a bonus. Um, so he's he's like, give me this money. And then uh, Giorgio gives him a bit, but then... And then shoots him in the face, quite possibly. Well, and then he gets a bit sick of it. So he's like, well, I'll give you some more money, but I have to go where it's stored. You have to meet me there. So then he tells um, his friend to come and meet him. And I, like, I'm imagining, like, storage crate area but it could be anywhere couldn't it um and then so his friend does come to meet him but he comes in a taxi and the taxi driver sees him so he literally just shoots his friend and the taxi driver it's just like oh well they're both dead um and then just leaves doesn't like hide the bodies doesn't do anything he's just like well that problem is dealt with so the police obviously realize it's not a political agenda it's not someone's spurned husband it's it is something else so they start trying to tie things together in terms of the shooting but it takes them a bit of time because there's no obvious link um so uh Giorgio in the meantime goes to the register's office which I think is like the tax accountants because it said that's where his father's worked and he kills the guardian there uh Giuseppe Bernardi um so he takes money and just shoots the guy um, oh. Because he's going to start a new life in America and be like oh, Al Capone. Okay. So he's just doing what he wants. He, so he is Al Capone then? Yeah, no, sorry, he didn't shoot this guy. So this guy was age 75. And what he did was he got an axe and he just swung it. And the, the axe is found like still sticking in oh, his Oh, so he still skull. killed him? Yeah. And I was like, oh, he didn't. He just threatened him. No, no he, he just, just smashed his head in. Yeah, he murdered him in an even more brutal way. So this axe is like hanging out of his head when they find him. So the police notice in this murder there's no forced entry um he doesn't again he doesn't try and hide anything he just leaves i guess there's no dna they haven't got his fingerprints but they go in and they're like well someone got in here someone found a way in here so they go to george's house and they speak to his father who's the director of that office oh because he would have access and they say you know what's going on and then the the father's like well i've not been there let me go get the keys we'll have a look at them um and he finds the keys but they're covered in like a sticky substance 
And this is related. Please say it's blood. This is related to one of Giorgio's um His other hobbies. hobby. Wanking. <laughs> no. Oh, the alcohol. <laughs> the alcohol making. Distilling alcohol uh, uses like a sticky substance, so that it was obviously from that. Is it the fish guts? <laughs> Maybe. That's in beer, isn't it? They it's do iron of violence. Yeah. Um, so they go to question George because they're like, well, he makes alcohol. So initially he denies He's a everything. Sticky kind of kid. <laughs> yeah. Initially he de- denies everything. Um, but the police obviously can connect him to the murder. They can connect him to his friend. Now they can connect him to um, this third murder. Well, yeah the last murder i love that this is the sort of detective work that you see on sherlock holmes and poirot where they just lick everything (laughs) you know what i mean like oh blood or alcohol (laughs) like they probably licked those keys yeah probably um oh fecal matter (laughs) (laughs) yes that's exactly what it was uh so uh and then he he confesses because he knows that he's got no way out so um he says that he murdered the old guy to get them the money he explains why he murdered the other people like to cover his tracks and then the director because he was annoyed that he'd been um like punished the whole thing uh yeah he just told him everything but he said that he believed when he got to america if he, he was like you guys don't understand me in america i'd be you know, idolized everyone would think i was amazing because al capone oh he thought you oh. could just go around freely being a gangster yeah so he was like i'm a gangster you don't understand you don't know nothing about me <laughs> <Yeah>. she <laughs> i'm gonna be a gangster she exactly but he's still like 14 years old at this point <laughs> like, yeah um, so because of his age he doesn't go on trial for the death penalty but he does receive a life sentence and his father sticks by him and he sort of fights for him to be released even though he's killed like this guy in the office that was probably his friend he's just like, like he wasn't lazy after all <laughs> yeah he is vindicated he's misunderstood <laughs> <laughs> so he's released in 1968 so he would have been 25 so not that long 25 for killing like five people yeah so when he was 14 i think he went in or 15 so that was only like 10 years i guess because he was so young so then he moved in with his sister after he was released i guess he had to have an address um maybe his parents were like sort of too old at that point um but he lived there for five years and then he committed suicide by cutting his own throat with a kitchen knife so that's uh the story of those years though yeah so it wasn't because he was bullied because of the ears. They were literally about... They are huge as well. <laughs> I think he sort of grew into them because in the later pictures, they don't look quite so excessively massive. But Maybe something like that gives you a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe there were some snide remarks at one point. Mm-hmm. Right, well, we've got a dash then. Okay, bye. Bye.